Good morning, Faith Community. I'm Pastor Caleb, and I'm here with another devotional in our Read Through the New Testament series. We find ourselves today in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians 12 is, is a passage, is an extended passage about spiritual gifts. And as we get into it, I want to encourage you to understand the purpose of gifts are to unify the body. And one of Satan's greatest ploys is to get us to divide over what's meant to unify us. If you look at churches and you look at denominations, you'll see that most often where people are getting offended, where they're getting hurt, where they are dividing is on issues surrounding the gifts. This is Satan's ploy. This is how Satan loves to attack the church, is by convincing us to divide over something that's meant to unify us. Well, how is it that the spiritual gifts unify us? Well, there's a diversity of gifts. It says this in 1 Corinthians 12, 4, there are different gifts, but the same spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord. There are different activities, but the same God produces each gift in each person. A manifestation of the spirit is given to each person for the common good. What Paul is explaining is this beautiful diversity in the ministry of gifts. That diversity is essential to the health of the body. God has designed us as human beings as an organism that's highly complex, highly organized, that we have many unique organs that are doing many unique functions. And if any one of those is not doing its unique function, we're in trouble. It's such a blessing that my digestive system digests my food and my heart is beating my blood. I don't want those to switch. I don't want one to become the other. That diversity is a really, really good thing. And each part needs the other part. And what does that create? It creates this beautiful, diverse unity. So there's this danger here in thinking that we need to divide up by category. All the noses over there, all the ears over there, all the arms over there. It doesn't make any sense. That's disgusting. That's not what a body looks like. It looks like this beautiful unified diversity where each part is doing its part. But here's what we need to guard our hearts against. We need to guard our hearts against attaching moral value to our giftedness. And what I mean by that is sometimes we can attach moral value to our giftedness when we start to think everybody needs to be more like me for me to be comfortable in this church. Oftentimes, the reason that you are like you is because God has uniquely gifted you. Now, I want you to realize this. The gifts are uniquely given for universal benefit. The gifts are uniquely given for universal benefit. So God has given me a unique gift, but that gift is meant to bless the whole body. No gift is meant to just be kept to itself, buried in the ground, hidden from the world. It's given for universal benefit. Now, there's a couple of ways that gifts result in universal benefit. One is that I exercise that gift. I'm ministering. For me, as I'm preaching, as I'm teaching, as I'm exhorting, as I do those things and I utilize the gifts that God has given me, I am blessing the body. But something else that we do within our giftedness is we teach others who are not gifted in that area how to serve God in those specific areas of obedience. What do I mean? 
Let me give you an example. If somebody has the gift of evangelism, that doesn't mean that they're responsible for all the evangelism that happens in the church. They're going to be using their gift, they're going to be evangelizing the lost, but they're also going to be bringing people along who aren't necessarily gifted in evangelism, and they're going to teach them, they're going to help them, they're going to train them, they're going to give them a pattern for other people to imitate. Somebody who's gifted with teaching, what they can do is they can help everybody who has a universal command to make disciples and teach them to observe what Jesus has commanded, and they can help people learn how to disciple their children, how to disciple the people they're evangelizing. Um, people who have the, the gift of giving, they're, they're generous, they love to give, they can show other people that's not just, they don't have all the responsibility to be the only givers in the church. They can be encouraging and showing other people how to do the same thing. So while there are unique gifts, there's universal commands. And so those people who are uniquely gifted like an evangelist can help the whole body by showing a pattern for them to emulate. Now, it's so important you understand this. Every single spiritual gift is given by the same Spirit. He says this in verse 11, one in the same Spirit is active in all of these, distributing to each person as he wills. There's not a spiritual gift that is active separate from the activity of the Holy Spirit. Also understand this, the Holy Spirit gives gifts as he wills, not as we will. Not, I get to choose. It's, it's, this isn't Baskin-Robbins. I don't get to go up to the spiritual gifts menu and say, I want this one, this one, and this one. That's not how it works. God gives me the spiritual gifts that he wills, and his will is perfect. And what that means is that I'm equipped perfectly for life and godliness, for what I need. He says this in verse 12, For just as the body is one, it has many parts, and all the parts of the body, though many, are one body, so also is Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we were all given one Spirit to drink. Indeed, the body is not one part, but many. We are one because we're baptized by one spirit while drinking from the same fountain. Jesus has given us all the same Holy Spirit. We're all sustained by that same Holy Spirit. But within that, even though it's the same Holy Spirit, there's that unity. His manifestation in our lives is diverse, is unique. The gifting that he gives us is not the same for every single one of us. So that's why he says in verse 15, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, it is not for that reason any less a part of the body. And the ear should not say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it is not for that reason any less a part of the body. If the whole body were, were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? Satan loves to tempt us to divide over our gifting. He loves to get all the ears in one church, all the noses in another church, all the eyes in another church. That's not God's design. God's design is beautiful diversity. There's a couple ways that he tempts us to divide. One is pride in my gifting. Holding up my gifting as superior to others or thinking that I'm somehow set apart or more important because of the gifting that I have. On the other side of it, the other temptation that Satan brings into the church and he attacks us with, he fires this fiery dart, is jealousy of the gifting of others. Thinking, if I had their spiritual gift, I would be more spiritually successful. 
Everything necessary for life and godliness is given to you within the spiritual giftedness that you have. You don't need another spiritual gift. The unique quality that you have is what makes you essential to the body. Paul says this in verse 18, But as it is, God has arranged each one of the parts of the body just as he wanted. And if they were all the same part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. God is not only the one who gives the gifts, he's also the one who arranges the parts. He places them in the body where he wants them. Thrive in the body you are placed in. It's so important that we don't buy into the consumer mentality of our American culture. American churchianity sees church as something that they consume on a Sunday instead of somewhere that they go to pour into on a Sunday. If we see ourselves as part of an organism and we're showing up on Sunday to do our part in that organism, then we're not going to be asking, what what did I receive? What did I consume? Instead, we're going to be asking, what has why has God placed me in this body to bless this community? Don't, don't think that the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. Thrive where God places you. Every single part of the body needs the other parts. There's not a single individual, this is important to understand, there's not a single individual believer in our church who is not needed. Think of it this way. Have you ever tried to to walk when your foot falls asleep? You ever been sitting down or sitting in a weird angle and you stand up and your foot's asleep? How easy is that? that? That's what happens when one part of the body goes to sleep. We need every single part of the body, that there's no vestigial organs in the body of Christ. Every single organ has a necessary function. There's no carryover that results in this person who's just extra baggage. No, every single person with the Spirit has a role to play that is essential to the body. Now, now the key to using my gifts is my mutual concern for others. I find that oftentimes we don't minister in our giftedness when you don't care for others. When you care for others, you're going to figure out ways to use what God has given you to bless others. When we have a concern, we look for others to help. When one member suffers, we all suffer together. When one rejoices, we all rejoice together. We are the body of Christ, and we are individual members. Every single one of us has a unique individual role to play. Don't try to find a church filled with ears or filled with only eyes or noses. We need your unique spiritual gift. Find the way that God is calling you to use what he has given you to bless the body. And understand this, nobody can tell you what you have. You need to get out and start using it. As you begin to serve in the church, you'll find where your strengths are. You'll find where your gifts are. I never would have thought that I'd be up in front of a congregation preaching. I was so nervous. I was so shy and scared of people. That was the last place that I wanted to be. But as I started serving in different capacities in the church and I was given an opportunity to teach, I found the Spirit was working through me. So even though I didn't feel comfortable in that capacity, I found that when I taught and when I preached the Word, the Spirit worked through me. And that's how I came to understand my gift. Nobody came to me and said, I think you have this spiritual gift. Rather, I 
found places to serve. And as I served, I began to realize my gifting has to do with preaching and exhortation. Find your gift by serving the body because you care for the body. Thank you so much for listening to me today. God bless.